May 11th. And as we read in John chapter 6 today, we'll see the disciples will face three tests because of the great crowds that followed Jesus. The first was feeding the multitude. That was the first test. Philip thought the answer was money, but Andrew saw the answer in a lad with a lunch. The second test was leaving the multitude. This incident occurred at the high point of our Lord's popularity. The disciples, especially Judas, would have welcomed a kingdom. So Jesus sent them away into a storm, and Jesus came to them and met their needs. The question is, can you obey His will even when you disagree with Him and the way He is operating? The third test was losing the multitude. People want the Lord to meet their physical needs, but not their spiritual needs. Just as you take food into your body, so you take Christ into your life, and He becomes one with you. The disciples had opportunity to follow the crowd, but they remained with Jesus. Now, let's begin today's reading from the New Testament. May 11th, John chapter 6. Verses 43 through 71. But Jesus replied, Don't complain about what I said, for people can't come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me, and at the last day I will raise them from the dead. As it is written in the Scriptures, they will all be taught by God. Everyone who hears and learns from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has ever seen the Father, only I who was sent from God, have seen him. I assure you, anyone who believes in me already has eternal life. Yes, I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate manna in the wilderness, but they all died. However, the bread from heaven gives eternal life to everyone who eats it. I am the living bread that came down out of heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, offered so the world may live. Then the people began arguing with each other about what he meant. How can this man give us his flesh to eat, they asked. So Jesus said again, I assure you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you cannot have eternal life within you. But those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life and I will raise them at the last day. For my flesh is the true food, and my blood is the true drink. All who eat my flesh and drink my blood remain in me, and I in them. I live by the power of the living Father who sent me. In the same way, those who partake of me will live because of me. I am the true bread from heaven. Anyone who eats this bread will live forever and not die as your ancestors did, even though they ate the manna. He said these things while he was teaching in the synagogue in Capernaum. Even his disciples said, This is very hard to understand. How can anyone accept it? Jesus knew within himself that his disciples were complaining. So he said to them, Does this offend you? Then what will you think if you see me, the Son of Man, return to heaven again? It is the Spirit who gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you 
are spirit and life. But some of you don't believe me. For Jesus knew from the beginning who didn't believe, and he knew who would betray him. Then he said, That is what I meant when I said that people can't come to me unless the Father brings them to me. At this point, many of his disciples turned away and deserted him. Then Jesus turned to the twelve and asked, Are you going to leave too? Simon Peter replied, Lord, to whom would we go? You alone have the words that give eternal life. We believe them, and we know you are the Holy One of God. Then Jesus said, I chose the twelve of you, but one is a devil. He was speaking of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, one of the twelve, who would betray him. 2 Corinthians 9, 7-8 Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Now this verse perfectly describes you, Brian Herman. And I know that when we say giver, I by no means am talking about just material things. Brian comes to almost every encounter, pours into brothers that are coming up. He works with some of us at Franklin International, gives of his knowledge. He's like a mentor to me. And if you're having a bad day, he will give you his time and he'll help you wherever he can. Brian, it's an honor to be with you tonight, buddy. Thank you so much for having me here. Okay, so you came through the ministry, right, Brian? Yes. Uh, when did you come through? November 10th, uh, 14, 2014. So you have an understanding of what we are currently going through, correct? Yes. Can you tell me why you think it's important to continue to go to encounters? I see you show up to second phase community groups. You've walked along Sullivan Avenue with us to pick up trash. I just think it's amazing to see you guys giving back, blessing the community with your time and stuff. I see you guys witnessing at work and the picking up the trash. It's amazing to be a part of it. We got a song backing here. It's a Crowder, All My Hope Is In Jesus. Can you tell me why that is so important and touches you so much? I just love the words to it. If any songs ever uh, fit my trip through the refuge, these words that this song does. In what ways would you say that you have been blessed the most since the ministry, since completing it? I think just being able to have the tools that God gives me every day to deal with life on life's terms is just amazing. Now, I know that you still go through struggles just like all of us do. What are some of the tools that have helped you after the ministry? Foremost is the time in the morning with the God. You got a favorite Bible verse for us, and uh, why does it touch you so much? John 3.16, because it's uh, the first Bible verse I've ever learned, and it just spoke to me throughout my time. What kind of advice could you give to guys like myself that are in the final stretch of this race to help us continue, continue the race, finish strong, and have the desire to, like you, continue to give back after you're in the ministry? I think you're already doing it. I see you giving back at work and coaches and uh, that advice that the knowledge you gain through going through it, that you give back to guys, is awesome. That's what it's all about. I've told you this before, but you are the guy that I emulate. 
when I get done with the ministry, you are what I want to be like. The guy that constantly comes back and gives back to the guys that are coming through. You have been a pleasure. You've helped me grow almost more than anybody in here. And I'm looking forward to hanging out with you after this, spending time with you, going to encounters with you, and walking out life outside the refuge like they've taught us to inside here. Yes, I believe 100% of the guys out there is the same deal, that they're, they got what it takes from here on to, to go and do this and uh, do it on God's term. I just, I believe it with all my heart. Brian, it's a pleasure being with you, buddy. I love you to death. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Today we're reading Psalm 107, verses 1 through 43. How easy it is to take God's mercy for granted. Here are four pictures of God's mercy towards sinners and how they respond. And we'll see as we read here in Psalm 107. They're travelers. Being lost in the wilderness without food or drink would be a frightful experience. God not only saved them, but led them to safety, the safety of the city. Did they take time to thank Him? Now the prisoners, they were in prison because they had rebelled against God's will, so they deserved to suffer. But when they cried out to God, He heard them and set them free. Did they take time to thank Him? And then we'll see in verses 17 through 22, we'll look at the sufferers. They had, quote, made their own bed, end quote, and should lie in it. But God mercifully healed them. Did they take time to show their appreciation? And then it talks about sailors. Dangers on the water usually exceed dangers on the land, for where can you go for help in the midst of a violent storm? You can only look up, which is exactly what they did, and the Lord rescued them. And then finally we'll look at the farmers. Only God can send the rain that turns the wilderness into a garden. We eat and are full. But do we take the time to thank the Lord for giving us food? Be wise and understand the loving kindness of the Lord. Psalm 107, verses 1 through 43. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Has the Lord redeemed you? Then speak out. Tell others He has saved you from your enemies. For He has gathered the exiles from many lands, from east and west, from north and south. Some wandered in the desert, lost and homeless, hungry and thirsty. They nearly died. Lord, help! They cried in their trouble. And He rescued them from their distress. He led them straight to safety, to a city where they could live. Let them praise the Lord for His great love and for all His wonderful deeds to them. For He satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Some sat in darkness and deepest gloom, miserable prisoners in chains. They rebelled against the words of God, scorning the counsel of the Most High. That is why He broke them with hard labor. They fell, and no one helped them rise again. Lord, help! They cried in their trouble, and He saved them from their distress. He led them from the darkest and deepest gloom. He snapped their chains. Let them praise the Lord for His great love and for all His wonderful deeds to them. For He broke down their prison, gates of bronze. 
he cut apart their bars of iron. Some were fools in their rebellion. They suffered for their sins. Their appetites were gone, and death was near. Lord, help! they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He spoke, and they were healed, snatched from the door of death. Let them praise the Lord for his great love, for all his wonderful deeds to them. Let them offer sacrifices of thanksgiving, and sing joyfully about his glorious acts. Some went off in ships, plying the trade routes of the world. They too observed the Lord's power in action, his impressive works on the deepest seas. He spoke, and the winds rose, stirring up the waves. Their ships were tossed to the heavens, and sank again to the depths. The sailors cringed in terror. They reeled and staggered like drunkards, and were at their wits' end. Lord, help! they cried in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He calmed the storm to a whisper and stilled the waves. What a blessing was that stillness as he brought them safely into harbor. Let them praise the Lord for his great love and for all his wonderful deeds to them. Let them exalt him publicly before the congregation and before the leaders of the nation. He changes rivers into deserts and springs of water into dry land. He turns the fruitful land into salty wastelands because of the wickedness of those who live there. But he also turns deserts into pools of water, the dry land into flowing springs. He brings the hungry to settle there and build their cities. They sow their fields, plant their vineyards, and harvest their bumper crops. How he blesses them! They raise large families there, and their herds of cattle increase. When they decrease in number and become impoverished through oppression, trouble, and sorrow, the Lord pours contempt on their princes, causing them to wander in trackless wastelands. But he rescues the poor from their distress and increases their families like vast flocks of sheep. The godly will see these things and be glad, while the wicked are stricken silent. Those who are wise will take all this to heart. They will see in our history the faithful love of the Lord. Proverbs chapter 15, verses 1 through 3. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but harsh words stir up anger. The wise person makes learning a joy. Fools spout only foolishness. The Lord is watching everywhere, keeping His eye on both the evil and the good.